This video is sponsored by Game Toppers. Turn your own kitchen or dining room table into a premium portable game solution at a fraction of the cost. Hey everybody, welcome to the next in a series I'm calling What Happened To. Today we're taking a look at 2016. Uh, this is a series where I go back and look at the most anticipated lists of games as voted on and compiled by Rick Vineyard and everybody over at Board Game Geek. Uh, so we go back and look. I'll have links to the playlist and the, the other videos if you've not seen the others below. Um, so we're going to go through the top 20. I'm going to skip some of these that are repeats from previous years because they didn't come out. I will say this week might be the weakest week. I just want to set, set you up for that. There's a couple of games. Usually I, I have played all the games on the list except maybe one or two. This one, there's a couple more than that. Not a lot, but um, I will say I don't know anything about this game. <laughs> I kind of move on, you know, and just kind of speculate for 30 seconds about it and what I remember about it and what I've seen about it, and that's it. Um, but yeah, so but there's, this is a very interesting year here, so let's just jump right into it. Uh, number 20 is Imperial Assault 2016 expansions, as it's mentioned here. Uh, we talked about Imperial Assault last week with the 2015 list. Again, uh, you didn't really see Imperial Assault show up because it kind of was a big splash when it came out, but you can see the strength of it in future years. Um, because you start to see people really anticipate the expansions. And so I think it speaks to the quality of the game. Um, now I said, I think I said last week that the game was no longer in print. They are still actually manufacturing copies, but they're not pointing out anything new for it. Um, so that is, it is still around and people are still picking it up and, and playing it. Uh, I was under the impression for some reason they had stopped making it, but I mean, they stopped making new stuff for it a couple of years ago and they're still printing it. So that, I mean, that right there lets you know I mean, it's Star Wars, so, you know, people like Star Wars, but that does let you know the longevity of the game. They're like, eh, we're not making anything new for it, but we're still going to print it, still going to put it out. You know, we don't need to keep revitalizing it with new stuff. We're done making stuff for it, and it's good to go. So I think that's actually a really healthy, positive sign for the game. So that's number 20. Let's see, number 19 we'll skip. It was on a previous year. Number 18 is Mayor Nostrum Empires. And this is one I have not played. I would like to play this one. It's kind of a civilization game. And I believe this is kind of like a reprint new edition of Mare Nostrum, which must have come out probably 10 years before this. Uh, again, I haven't played it. Uh, I do see people talk about it. I do know a couple people that have played it and they really enjoy it. Uh, it's a little bit long, but not crazy long for a civilization game. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I think it's still in print. You know, I just, I, like I said, I'm not really sure about this one. And, um, but I, you know, I, I did get some good buzz and it's just, you know, I think it fits that kind of Civ vibe and people really like Civ games. So anyway, sorry, I can't talk too much about that. Next one, and next one is number 17, Draconis Invasion. I have no idea what this game is. I've never, I've like, I think I've seen it. I don't know what this game is. I've not heard anybody speak about this one ever it, it, the name vaguely rings a bell so i don't really know if somebody knows in the comments maybe take a look somebody might comment on it and i apologize it's just like i don't know what that game is <laughs> and so i'm not going to go like investigate and look and do that kind of stuff because if i don't know like then it hasn't really lasted at least for me and it could just be i missed it so that's that's okay so anyway i apologize for that one now, number 16 is interesting, and this is Nemo's War 2nd Edition. Now, the first edition came out from Victor Point Games. It was almost like a print-and-play game. It's just like on a piece of paper with, uh, you know, little uh, crappy cardboard and stuff. And then it got picked up by Game Salute or whatever they're called now. 
and they did a really fancy production. They got Ian O'Toole to do the artwork. This was kind of like his big break in the uh, board game, graphical design, art part of the hobby. And now he does like every Vidal Asserta game and a bunch of other games. I mean, he did uh, Dead Reckoning, which I really love. And I love the art in that as well. Uh, so Ian O'Toole, I know he was a huge fan of the original um Nemo's War and then you know I I, I know he was excited he, he spoke even briefly to to me about it on Twitter or something um and he was like super excited and, and then he got into Nemo's War second edition and this game's still going strong because I think it was just a couple of months ago I did a review of the I think it's called the ultimate edition kind of like the third edition which was it's basically the same as second edition with some of the expansions they had come out with after um uh, the second edition and it's it's really uh, you can play it multiplayer but it's really a solo game it's this big epic solo game kind of set with the character nemo with the Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea uh, novel and that kind of sort of nemo verse type stuff uh, if you go look at go look up some reviews of it, it's really really cool but this one is just perpetually um lasted and it's a, near the top of a lot of people's like top 10 solo games of all time so it's just been really a big, big hit overall. Uh, now number 15 is Arcadia Quest Inferno. Now I've not played Inferno, but I have played Arcadia Quest. And that was a really fun game. And that's one that I sometimes think about, like I should go and try play that again. Cause I only played it the one time. It was a lot of fun. It's like you're playing sort of a squad based shooter. Cause you have like a little team and it's a player versus player thing. And you're moving your little miniatures out and getting objectives and fighting other ones and, and moving back. It's like a very skirmishy kind of thing, but very board gamey and streamlined and cool little like chibi, chibified miniatures types of things. Um, but it's cool. It's a really cool game. And, um, I don't really see too much about this one recently. I know they came out with star Cadia quest, which is sort of like the sci-fi version of the fantasy Arcadia quest. But I do know a lot of people really have enjoyed this game and you can see obviously the strength of the previous year's release with the expansion hitting the anticipated list again. Um, so yeah, so I think this game is still kicking around, but cool many are not kind of like, some of their games are perpetual. I would say Blood Rage um, and Zombicide, you know, stuff like that is perpetual and always in print, but there's some stuff that comes and goes uh, with them. Uh, you know, so Arcadia Quest is kind of one of those that probably didn't do quite as well as some of the others. Now, speaking of Kumini or not, or Come On, or whatever, number 14 is The Others, uh, Seven Sins. So this is another, this is a neat one. I like this one a lot. Um, I think I've only played it twice, though. Maybe three times. But it's it's just a, it's a co-op uh, sort of fighting game where you it's sort of set in like the 1990s <laughs> and it has all of these like demons that come and like invade the town and it's kind of like a zombie side right so this is like a demon invasion there's a big bad and then you are uh you know running around trying to get weapons and equipment and level up and stuff like that and fight it and then win win the scenario and so it's kind of like a it's kind of a cross between like zombie side but also like a boss battler so like a kingdom death or um uh, what's the other one? Uh, death, death, death may cry, something like uh, death may die, and then uh, some other stuff like that. So it's kind of like that boss battling, but also co-op type of thing. This is a really fun game. 
and you really don't see too many people talk about this one. I've not really seen anything kind of come out. This is one of those that was like a big old Kickstarter, kind of like Arcadia Quest, with like every expansion in the Kickstarter already that you could do a stretch goal for and you know, do the add-on for and all that stuff. It was all at once and then poof, kind of gone. <laughs> um, I have seen this one in shops though. But I don't know if that's just old copies that have been around a couple of years too. Uh, so interesting. Like, you know, we've talked more about Kickstarter over the last couple of weeks and how it's kind of, you know, sort of changing how people view, anticipate the lists and how things kind of come and go. Uh, so this is an example of that, I think. So that's the others. Number 13 is Evolution Climate. Evolution is an interesting game as well. It's kind of like Nemo's War. I can't remember the name of the publisher, but it was initially a Russian designer who uh, came out with this game, and then they, they had come out with a few games. I reviewed a couple of their games that were very interesting several years ago. Um, Evolution was definitely the strongest game to come out of that. And then it got picked up and brought over here, and a little bit of tweaks and, and sort of refinements on the design, because uh, there was some dice rolling for food and stuff like that in the in the original, but it's a card game where you're sort of evolving your creatures with cards, and it's like multi-use cards, and you have these all these different like traits and things that'll interact with uh, kind of the food supply on the board and the other players and their creatures and all that stuff, and so it has had some refinements and it's had a ton of expansions and like you know uh, sort of one-off side shoots because there was like the oceans one and some other different kind of variations on the whole uh, evolution thing. So this one's still around, still kicking. Um, and it's, it's really good to see because it's a really fun game. It's very interesting to play in sort of like a, I wouldn't say it's educational, but it has like the education vibes. You know, if, uh, like I feel like I'm learning something, but you know, I'm not really learning anything. And, uh, but it's cool, it's neat to kind of put little parts and develop your creatures and give them different traits and interact with the whole space. The way that all works is just really, really cool. So that's Evolution Climate, number 13. Still still around, still kicking, still like, there's like an evolution universe, right? Where they have these like universe of games. Let's see, number 12 is Star Trek Frontiers. I've not played this. Now this is basically Mage Knight with a Star Trek skin. Although from what I understand, there are some relatively significant differences. So you're, you know, flying your little ship around the board. It's a big old heavy beast of a car driven game. Uh, it was not designed by uh, Vlad Shavadal. It was designed by another fella who's done a few games and I can't remember his name. But um, again, I've not played this. I've not really seen anything about this. I think it got an expansion. I don't remember. Um, but again, Mage Knight is definitely still around. Uh, so this probably speaks a little bit more to Mage Knight, honestly, than the Star Trek part of it, I think. Um, I think Star Trek carries some weight in the board game world, but not a ton. Like, if it's got Star Trek, I don't think it automatically is up here. It gets a little bump, right? Um, but yeah, so yeah, I don't really know too much about how much this has lasted. I don't really see it being talked about. It's kind of just gone away. I don't know if it was like overly complex, probably for a lot of people that were Star Trek fans that probably picked it up were like, what? <laughs> what happened in my brain? You know, so anyway, that's Star Trek Frontiers. Number 11, this is one I've heard of. I don't think I hear people talk about it. It's called Gloom of Killforth, a fantasy quest game. I vaguely remember like this one had some problems or something and didn't, it's a Kickstarter. This is one of those big Kickstarter ones. Um, I don't know. I, it, some of these are, 
I don't I hesitate to call them fly by night because they probably put a ton of work into it, but some of these companies, they come out, like Kingdom Death is the exception, right? They come out, it's like, yeah, we're gonna make Kingdom Death. It's just huge Kickstarter, it's like a thousand bucks and tons of miniatures and this crazy epic, weird fantasy uh, variant, and then it lasted. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's been around, it's still around and kicking strong. And there's a couple other ones that are like, huh, yeah, that didn't, didn't really last. I think this is one of them, but again, I apologize, not really picking up on this one. Now, number 10 is Tiny Epic Western. We talked about in last week's, for the 2015 video, we had Tiny Epic Galaxies, Tiny Epic Defenders, uh, Tiny Epic Western. This is one I've played. I do enjoy this one. It's pretty fun. It's got a cool like poker mechanic. I've seen that poker mechanic in a, in a game somewhere, and I cannot remember what it is, but that poker mechanic that's in Tiny Epic Western, it's in some other game, and I can't remember what it is. Um, but uh, it's cool. This is probably my second favorite. I, look, I really like Tiny Epic Galaxies. Uh, Tiny Epic Western, though, was was a good thing. And like like I mentioned last week, there's been a ton of Tiny Epic games. Tiny Epic uh, Dungeon Crawl, that's not the name of it. Tiny Epic Zombies, Tiny Epic Mechs, all these things. So it's just, this, you know, they just keep pumping that <laughs> Tiny Epic thing. So that's number 10. Uh, number 9, I think this is the last one, Tau Ceti Planetary Crisis. I don't remember this one. I do not remember this one at all. And I apologize. I'm not even going to spend any more time. I don't, I don't know. Somebody comment on what this game's about. I have no idea. Tau Ceti Planetary Crisis. And I apologize, you know. But I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to go back and look and try to pretend like I knew what this was when I looked at the list and research it and talk, tell you about it. Because part of the list is me going, oh, is this, you know, is this game still relevant? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> but that's only my personal perspective. All right. So number eight is Time Stories, A Prophecy of Dragons. Now, I've not played this specific expansion, but this is the first time we've seen a Time Stories uh, expansion show up. And so Time Stories kind of come out of nowhere, and then they, they had probably like seven or eight modules that were planned for it uh, to be released over the years. This is one of those games where you, you play it, and then you, if you don't solve like the puzzle of it, it's a co-op game, you kind of time loop or quantum leap back to the beginning. You have to kind of play through the same thing again and then until you find uh, you know, the solution to the puzzle or you fail. I don't care for time stories. It's just um, there's a couple of things. I think some of the new quests and expansions have improved on it, but there was a couple of like just egregiously horrible things that it did in the first couple that I played. But it's like you can't you can't ship that. <laughs> I mean, just my opinion. There was stuff where like you'd roll the dice to figure out if you actually won the the thing. Like, and there was some other stuff like that. I was like, no, 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 I'm not I'm not doing this again because dice rolling is fine. I like I like dice rolling, but like if I solve something and you say, oh, roll the dice, see if you actually solved it. Get it out of here. I'm done. <laughs> I don't have time for it. I have better things to do. All right, so that's that's number eight. Time Stories expansion. And this one, though, to be fair, this one still has kicked around for a while. It has it, it, it lasted a few years. I haven't heard about it too much lately because I think it's kind of been maybe replaced by Unlock and the Escape Room stuff. Now, that stuff I love. Uh, maybe we'll see some of those show up here in future lists. Uh, but I think we, we've seen that. I like the spirit of it and the idea, and that's why I tried it and tried a couple of expansions. Um, but I think we've seen better implementations of that. Some of the Escape Room board games, really cool, really cool way of doing it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, number seven was a repeat. Uh, number six is a repeat. Number five is, I don't think it's a repeat, Star Wars Rebellion. 
this is a great game. I still have it in my collection. This is basically playing through the original trilogy of movies. And one side is Empire, one side is Rebels. You can play it two or four players. You can play it three player too, but it's two teams. And you know, Rebels versus Empire. This game is great. I love this game. It's probably my top 20. Um, it's kind of like that War of the Ring vibe where you know you have the Sauron folks and the free folk and you know fighting and then there's like these you've got the sort of the sort of the war game aspects with moving troops in the case of rebellion ships and then you've got the little story elements and character elements and stuff all woven in there it's just a, it's a great experience um they did have an expansion for it they haven't had anything else for it i don't think the game really needs it um they kind of added some of those like rogue one types of things in there if you're watching the new Andor show which i haven't watched yet don't spoil anything in the comments or i will ban you from my channel <laughs> so i'm not joking maybe i should watch Andor before i post this um or before i look at the comments uh, so it's got some of that sort of mid uh mid era between like the original movies and some of the new new movies um really cool though really really cool game uh, and this one I know is still in print, but there's not really anything else to make for it. Like, it's done. You don't need to make anything else for this game. Um, I would pick it up, though, because I think this one will go away. Because the Star Wars license can be a fickle thing, and, you know, this one could go away. Even though it's, I think it's a fantastic, amazing game, this one could disappear. And I would pick it up if you have any interest in it at all. Uh, it's a great game. I highly recommend it. That's number five. Uh, number four is a repeat. No, no more repeats. Uh, number three is Gloomhaven. I don't think this has been on the list. Um, this one, it's the number one game on Geek, And it spawned a follow-up, Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion, and then another follow-up, Frosthaven, which is not out yet, but it's coming. I mean, I, what does it say about Gloomhaven? You know, it's the number one game. Um, it's great. It's a, it's a card-driven, dungeon-crawl, epic quest-type experience that everybody's talked to death. And I really don't need to spend any more time on it. It's, it's number three, Gloomhaven. Um, the, the Frosthaven did like, what, 20 million in Kickstarter? Yeah. Um, so that's number three. But it wasn't most anticipated. It was not most anticipated. No, only number three. Uh, number two is Seven the Continent. I think this one probably took a two year or two before it actually came out. Um, this is one I've not played. Some friends of mine have played it. This is not my style of game. Um, you know, these story card games like this, um, Etherfields, um, the Tainted Grail, the, the new one that's, I think it's on Kickstarter GameFound right now. I just did a video for it last week. The new one does take some steps to to fix some of my ideas there. So Seven Continent, um, probably, from what I've talked to with my friends, it kind of has some of the things that Etherfields and uh, the original Tainted Grail had and that I was like, eh, I'm not gonna play that. So it's just, it's kind of the, one of the big linear narrative story arc kind of things. It, it's nothing like my opinion of the game is not necessarily bad on any of these things. It's just like for some reason they just don't, I can't like get hook into it, you know? Um, and I just don't know what it is. So I'm not, I don't even like usually try to play these games because I'm like, I just know I'm not going to like it. Um, there's some, there's personally, there's story elements that can be derived out of games not in this way that I really appreciate this a lot more personally. Uh, but Seven Continent, you know, getting back to kind of the objectivity of it, it's been around, they've had some uh, more printings of it. Uh, there's been like a new, not a new edition, but like a new version of the game and that kind of the same mechanics and stuff come out. 
I mean, it's just been around. It's been a big splash. Lots of people really like this game. Um, so I think there's a lot of people really interested in having cards tell them a story. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, you know, I just don't, I just don't understand the game. That's, that's my, that's my problem. Absolutely. My problem with this kind of game. So that's number two. Number one is Scythe, uh, which uh, is another, it's like Gloomhaven. I don't know where it is in like in the top. It's, I think it's still in the top 10 of Board Game Geek. Uh, several expansions. Uh, we've had like, you know, big box editions of it and all these things and reprintings. And, you know, it's just, it's been a huge, huge hit. I would probably say it's arguably the biggest game to come out of Stonemire Games. And they've had a few big ones. You know, they've had uh, uh, Viticulture and um, Tuscany and that whole kind of line of games has done really well for them. Uh, Tapestries continued to see expansions and reprints and stuff like that. Um, there's a couple others, you know, that they've done really well. But I think Scythe is probably the one that is like probably the main mast sale that is carrying that company forward, at least in terms of financials and keeping them afloat and all that stuff. Uh, maybe Viticulture is right there with it, but um, it's just, Scythe is a cool because it's like a big kind of almost like a 4X, although the exploration side of it is not quite there, but it's still there because you still are exploring things in the hexes. You aren't revealing hidden hexes, um, but it's set in like this alternate universe, sort of an alternate uh, World War One ending with like a steampunk thing with some little kind of sci-fi stuff in there. Uh, nice little story tidbits, um, nice kind of it almost wants to lean into Ameritrash dudes in the map type of thing, but it keeps itself very much on the Euro side of the fence with some very um, deterministic stuff in terms of the area control and kind of the battling. Um, and the way that you kind of do your upgrades is more like that in, a, in that Eclipse vibe where you're kind of unlocking things on your player board and all that stuff. A really fun game. I've not played any really of the expansions. I think I played one of them. I know I have, but I just don't remember which one it was. Um, but yeah, so this is this is a game that's, that's done really, really well, and it continues to do well for Stonemark. So anyway, that is the 2016 list. So we got 17, 18, 19, three of those, and then I'll probably do some kind of like follow-up video. So we got a, three or four more to go, and uh, appreciate everybody watching. Thanks.